Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode of Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. I'm your host, Desiree, and I hope you're ready for all of the questions and the people that we have on this show. It's about to go down. Nigga, I'm chasing the bag, cause I need the rest, cause I like the finer things. Remember when I was a kid, I thought she was big, it's probably had a diamond ring. But now I can't wait to go dress up my wrist and flood that bitch out with them diamond things. I told my mama when I make it, you don't gotta worry, cause ain't no more bills to pay. I hope you don't think that we lacking, cause nigga, we all right, thank you everyone that's uh, tuning in. Um, we have a very special guest. I'm still getting used to the blocks. I have my very best friend. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Keisha Leary. Hey. Um, just a little bit about uh, her. Uh, she is amazing, amazing, amazing chef, okay? Or a pastry, what is it called? Pastry chef? A baker. A baker. All I'm going to say is, um, <sighs> <laughs> if I live closer, I would be a lot bigger than I am. <laughs> for sure, if you live closer. I mean, but I'd be helping. I'll help, you know, definitely, definitely. to make sure that it's, it's a seamless, easy process for you so that I can definitely have it a lot sooner. <laughs> Um, so I do want to say, you know, for the dynamic of this conversation, this conversation of this podcast, um, it's just going to be us talking. Um, we do pretty, we do get pretty deep um, in our own conversations over the phone. Um, so we're just going to bring that same energy to the podcast. Um, so this episode is about the drama. So like the different aspects. Of, yes, girl. Like. Um, I had a conversation earlier with a friend and we were talking about situationships and I was like, well, everything is a situation, right? Everything is a situation. It's just about how you move forward in that situation because the situation is going to always come up. You know, you're learning each other and you're testing each other um, with, with certain situations. Um, so I want to start and jump into the first type of situation that you might encounter when dating someone. Um, so again, the dynamic is like this. I'm single, she's married. So my perspective, her perspective, her perspective, my perspective are gonna be drastically different. Maybe the same, right. you know, but uh, we expect we respect each other's differences. Absolutely. So um, I'm gonna jump into the first scenario that you might encounter. Okay. Being friends with exes. So, I know a lot of people who are in a dating world, um, you know, you'll meet someone. I, I this is I'm gonna start it off like this. Everybody has baggage. Everybody. Absolutely. You know, so once you kind of understand that, then it's like for me, it's like a borderline. Well, what is acceptable? What's not acceptable? You know, is this okay? Is that okay? How would I feel? I put myself in a situation and I do know I think a little bit different than most people. So I, you know, it is it, it, it's different. Um, but I'm going to ask you, I'm going I'm to let you go in and tell me um, how your experience was or if you had ever had that experience. Okay. Being friends with exes. Um, so first of all, I did get married young. So my dating history is very, very slim. But I did date, of course, obviously. Um, for me, 
I've never been broken up with. I've always been the one breaking up with the person that I was with. So for me, it was just like, it was never any hard feelings. Um, I could just be like, yo, we just not a good match, but I still rock with you. Like you cool. You know, I've always been friends with everybody that I dated except for one who like he tried to destroy me. Like is mentally, emotionally, he, he tried to take me out. So I couldn't be friends with him. I actually tried to be friends with him because I'm like, okay, I could be friends with everybody. Like I don't hold grudges in that sense. So I tried it, um, but it, it, it didn't work. Um, but eventually over time, because I was the one doing the breaking up, eventually they were just like, yeah, nah, I'm not fucking with you like that. Like we, we're not together. So we don't need to be friends. So eventually those relationships just kind of died. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some friends who can straight up be great friends with their exes. And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's pretty interesting, but um, it's not, it, it never worked out for me. Hmm. What about, um, did your husband or half, was he friends with any of his exes and, or if, that was like a hyper, like a scenario. Like how would you have felt being the other person or the person dating someone who was friends? Yeah. Um, he had friends that he smashed before. Um, (laughs) they never like officially dated, but they definitely smashed. And, um, I don't, I'm trying to think when when we first started talking he had like a lot of female friends and for me i'm just like you know of course i couldn't say anything because we weren't officially dating you know what i mean so i'm just i'm trying to go back because it was so long ago um i don't think i don't think he stayed friends with anybody that he um was in a relationship with i think like when they split they split I don't remember him actually being friends, but I do know that he had a lot of female friends. And for me, depending on that female um, and how they acted determined whether I was just like, yo, that relationship has to end or it doesn't. There were a couple females who were intentional trying to be friends with him and call on him to do stuff for them, but they ain't fuck with me. And so in that instance, I'm like, yeah, I don't trust your intentions. So we, we got to squash this. You know what I mean? Um, so for me, I wasn't okay with it. I felt like as wife or girlfriend at the time, if you have a female friend, she's our friend. There's no you and her friends and then me over here. You know what I mean? So it didn't, if there were female friends, eventually it kind of tapered off unless they had pure intentions and like we actually became friends. You know what I mean? But outside of that, yeah. There wasn't, we didn't really go through that much. Mm. Well, here goes my recent. <laughs> Let me skip. <laughs> right. Um, for a long time, I believe there was really nothing wrong with being friends with your exes because relationships develop differently. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, at the faster you move in, into something, it, the sooner or later you're going to figure out how you actually should have fucked with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your 
moving in so fast that you missed that this person could have just been a friend to you. Um, especially in the late lesbian dating world, you know, you don't know if this female is supposed to be your friend or whatever. You just know there's some level of attraction. So how do you decipher between the two? That. Yeah, that's that's an interesting dynamic in itself. Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, then you got to think about your friends because now they think you're trying to fuck your friends. It's just... <laughs> Like cross, <laughs> or as a femme having a stud or masculine presenting female friends, that can be another issue. But I'm like, hey, this is a friend, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm not or try not to be jealous unless I feel that energy. Like, but for me, I am okay with a lot of things if there is a certain level of honesty, and that means truth, like a whole whole bunch of it. Like yeah. I need to be able to trust you without a doubt that there is nothing going on based right. on you already telling me what's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like if um, I was friends or dating this girl and she was still best friends with her ex, they were together forever, but they're still friends. And we went out all three of us together. You know what I'm saying? And we had a fucking ball. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't necessarily care about those things because I was friends with my exes. Now, in a recent turn of events, um, I realized a lot um, with my exes um, and I'm still working through it. You know, it's always a working process, but I have exes that I'm, I'm cool with, but we respect each other's boundaries. You know, it is what it is, but then I have two that don't necessarily respect boundaries. Um, and um, like there, you know, like you're, you were first place or you were number one and then now you're no longer number one. So you're, you know, and then I'm also breaking down those relationships. Um, cause I know they meant something and they were supposed to happen in order for me to elevate or learn whatever lesson I needed to learn there. However, um, you know, sitting back, going back, I'm sitting here looking at myself now because I'm like, okay, why is my relationship failing? Why is nothing happening? You know, what, what's going on, right? So I'm taking a deep dive into myself and I'm realizing that the things that I settled for were mediocre. Like, yes, you have someone paying a bill or paying bills or whatever the case may be, but how do you, if, if you're a business-minded person and you have things going on, why is the person you're dating not at the same level as, as you? Right. You know that that person is tired of their life, but you want you, instead of making things happen for them or pushing them out of their way and saying, hey, let me help you. Let me, hey, you want to get a real estate property. This is how we do it. This is how we're going to do it. Let's go do it. Mm -hmm. If you can't get it, in your name because you're not building your credit let's figure out how we can build your credit but let's do let's get a rental property and i'm gonna let you manage it it's i'm gonna just use my name or whatever the case may be how do you help somebody right mm -hmm. not buying people fucking jordans or or stuff that they don't even ask for or you know stuff like that so it's like i'm sitting here looking at myself like wow and and then the thing that had like really dawned on me in the midst of that bullshit is the fact that this person came out and told me that they feel they they were afraid that if I got better than them that I would leave them and so now you're telling me that you intentionally oh. put me in a space or in a space to where I constantly need you mm -hmm. and then I'm like why would you want to be with somebody who only needs you financially isn't there more than in a relationship than that should a relationship have more um so you know, me trying to hold on to the friendship or the or whatever I thought 
you know, we could have done together. It's like, no, you can't even, why would I even consider still being friends with you at this point? Like, you're not even here for my, for my betterment. Like Mm -hmm. I was looking at a car because I'm like, you know, my paint chipping or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I can't be right around this ghetto. (laughs) <laughs> you know, defect or whatever. So I'm fighting with Hyundai BS or whatever. But I'm like, that's the only thing wrong with my car. And then I had to think about how my mindset, my mindset has shifted in the last year or so. And it's like, well, if nothing is wrong with my car, why am I going to go in there? I'm already upside down. Financially, it would be a better decision to just wait it out until I'm in a, in a state where I can purchase the car that I want. And however, you know, do it the right way. But it, you know this information, but you're not telling me this. You're hopping in the car trying to show me other cars that are going to cost me more, that's going to put me, you know, and I'm just like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. How do you have, you know, my best interest if you can't even, that, that doesn't sound like the best interest. Right. Um, and then, you know, the other person I was friends with, and I actually thought we were going to be friends, but every time I turn around, it's like, something that I have done and I don't even understand. And it's like, I can't be friends with you. Like as much as I wanted to be friends with you because I felt like we should have probably been friends from the gate and, you know, we just kept it like that. But it's just like, at this point, I can't be friends with you because every time I turn around, it's the same story. It's like, no one put a gun in your head to be here in the first place. And every time I turn around, you're talking about how the situation, to me, I don't know if I sound like a freaking narcissist <laughs> at this point or whatever, but it's like, I care about your feelings. I do. However, some feelings aren't, you want me to be responsible for them. I'm not responsible for them. Those are your feelings, Absolutely. you know, and as a boundary, I am, I'm not, I, I'm not taking in that energy anymore or, or even entertaining that energy because it. these feelings are how you feeling about a choice you made as you know that just just you making that choice it's like how how why why are you taking you need to become accountable of some shit right I am always accountable of my shit like Mm -hmm. 100% accountable like even in the past situation breaking up with someone well that's their choice they broke up with me they that's their choice I have to respect that if that was the for the better betterment of them that's for the better betterment of them not that has to do with me I might be a little hurt you know yeah. oh, I thought this this any other but still that's for me to process now a couple years ago visually tires because I'm mad because now you got me feeling this way when yeah. I chose to do the situation you know so <laughs> All of that has shifted. Yeah. Um, so now I'm I'm like at this point where I'm re-examining my friendships with people that were exes. Like, okay, well, why are you here now? You know, where, what position? What? 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 How? You know, just I'm just what like you have to offer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for you to be here. Like, can I talk to you? Can we talk about this? Can we do that? Like, where? Where? where are we like, or are we just holding on to each other just because, you know? So like mm-hmm. at this point, mm-hmm. I, I am indifferent to the, the excess thing. Like I understand every relationship is different, but I am kind of, I'm leaning more towards like, Hey, if you're still friends with your ex, you have unresolved issues with them. You know, so the question, I think the question is really like, what 
is the reason that you still need to be friends. I can understand if you were friends before and you decided, hey, let's try this dating thing. All right, this doesn't work. Let's go back to being friends. But other than that, like if you come together in, in a relationship, like from a relationship aspect, but then you break up and decide that you're just friends, mm-hmm. like what's the purpose? And I'm not saying that there's not one, like you genuinely, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all really have some goals. Y'all could be business partners or, you know, it could just be that you guys strengthen each other, whatever, you know, iron sharp, iron sharpens iron. So outside of that, you know, what are you holding on to? Is it because you don't fully want to let them go because it's familiar, because it's comfortable, it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, yo, if I really need it, I can always go back to this person. This person is always going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, do I keep this person because I don't want to be alone? So mm-hmm. do I have them as a friend, somebody I still talk to until I meet somebody else? Mm-hmm. Then I drop them. You know what I mean? So it's just like, what really is the purpose of you keeping that ex as a friend? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes it's not always for the best reasons. Mm-hmm. And then, I, and like when I say unresolved issues, is because, like I, 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 I have a friendship with someone, mm-hmm. where upon meeting, we initially, you know, but that was when we met and it never happened again. We just actually formed a friendship. There was no we together, we ain't dating, nothing like that, and we're still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand that type of situation, but for right. you to be maybe romantically and emotionally involved with someone, um, then it's like, you know, now you're still holding on. And and mm-hmm. I guess you can say you're emotionally involved with, with the person you become friends with, but I just wanna say like the romantic, emotional involvement that are intertwined together, some, I don't I don't really see how that could be separated because now emotions that were tied to the romantic part of the relationship would probably still be there in a sense. Right. Um, when do you get your closure or do yeah, you get your closure? Exactly. Yeah. So I definitely feel like I'm leaning more towards the, maybe you should re- resolve those issues. And, and then, girl, and then here we go. Here goes the conundrum here. Because I also look at relationships, like uh, relationships, like knowing when to cut them off and when to keep them going. But I'm also looking at people like, see, this is where I'd be fucking myself up. This is the overthinker in me. But I'm like, if you break, if you, if you can say you're friends with somebody, no matter what the situation was, we're friends. And then they get in a relationship and now y'all not friends no more. Were y'all really ever friends? Exactly. You know, and then two, to me, it's like, well, you can't honor your relationships because if you can't honor your relationships, then how can I expect you to honor this relationship if you were so easily ready to give up somebody as a friend? Mm-hmm. So then it's like going back to why were you friends with them in the first place? And why did you decide to make this fake lie, like this lie? Because then now I'm like, well, you can't even be honest. So it just goes down this freaking rabbit hole for me. It does, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, whatever. I'm going to move on to the next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, girl. Shot time. Mm. Why y'all all drink before we toast? My bad. 
got my little titties. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, Jack, of course. My best boyfriend. <laughs> I'm drinking salted caramel crown. Mm, that sounds good. It by itself and it's so smooth and light. Mm. It's delicious. All right. You'll be fucked up before you know it. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play a brief video real quick and we're going to talk about the video. Okay. Here's the thing. If you're not fighting to keep me, I'm not fighting to make you stay. All right. So jumping into the next question, I, I guess we kind of segued into it some type of way. Yeah. What is an acceptable time frame when moving on? So like, all right, so people break up and you have, they have that saying where one person, the, the faithful one can, will be sitting there for like months before they get into another relationship. And the one that was cheating would be in one yesterday, you know? Um, and I was talking to one of my friends about it. We were talking about, you know, what's appropriate for, each person because people talk about healing and how long it takes to heal. Some people heal faster than others, or is it really them healing faster than others or pushing it down? And um, it, it comes out in other ways, you know? Um, but I do know that, what was I about to say? Girl, I lost my thought. That shot is me. <laughs> Um, but I do know that uh, a lot of times people, pe this is like a, a big thing for people because people who break up and then get back together and break up and get back together and break up and get back together, you know, <laughs> where there's some, you know, some times in the middle that you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you did what you did or whatever. And I know that, you know, so that's kind of like what we were talking about. So had, I know that you've been married since you were um, a jitterbug. Pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, I know that you've probably seen a lot of relationships around you during that time. Um, yeah. You know, so in your opinion of that, what do you feel would be the acceptable time frame? Um, I do believe it is it is really dependent upon that person. Um, I think sometimes it might be easier for a man to move on than a woman. Um, and they truly can heal maybe and still move on quicker. Sometimes I think depending on the situation, females tend to be more attached in, in some situations. Um, so I, I can't say that there's an acceptable time frame. Um, I think it just really depends on when you feel like you're ready. I do know a lot of people jump back in for different reasons, whether it, they just don't want to be alone <laughs> um, or, you know what I'm saying? They're just, they're trying to heal by, you know, that, that saying the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else, that type of thing. So trying to heal off of the rebound or whatever, you know, it's just like, 
maybe that moment it was like, all right, I'm fine. I'm not in a relationship no more. I don't owe anybody anything. Let me just go out here and live wild. Let me do what I want to do. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, I think it's, it's difficult to say what's acceptable for moving on depending on the person. And if they're like looking to be in another serious relationship, if it's another serious relationship that they're trying to jump into, I think they should give themselves some time, like a month, two, three, you know, some alone time, some time to process, analyze what they did wrong, could have done better, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then start trying again. But just because you date one person out of your relationship, out um, after your last relationship doesn't necessarily mean that that's that next person that you need to be serious with. You might need some time to just date and get a feel for other people and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I don't think there's really um, a set time frame, but I do think that there should be some time. Um, I do know some people who have gotten out of a relationship, even married, and probably wasn't even fully divorced before they got into another serious relationship. And it came with a lot of problems because they never took the time to really dissect what happened in that first relationship. So the next person that came in basically ended up, um, exactly. Yes. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to have time. I don't believe anybody can just go from one relationship, one relationship to the next and it'd be a smooth transition. You know, it may work out, but I can't see there not being a lot of growing pains in that process because they, they have, to realize that they still have to heal from the past stuff and find a way not to hold the new person to the old person's shit. You know what I mean? So, and then just dealing with their own shit. So I, I definitely think there needs to be some time, but I don't think I can put a limit on how much time that should be. Mm, yeah. I feel you on that. I call it hurt hurting. You know, you're taking your hurt and then hurting someone else. And then now they're taking their hurt. It's just this whole process going over and over again. Yes. Um, Oh, so, you know, <laughs> single, I got stories for days, but um, I definitely have been thinking more about the whole time constraint as far as, you know, when it's okay and acceptable. Um, you know, I feel like the, based on the level of attachment that you had to a person might be different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might hold on to the idea of maybe getting back together and then, you you know, withhold or you're a revengeful, vengeful person and <laughs> you're like, fuck this, you know, but I always kind of considered a breakup, uh, like a, a finality type thing. Um, sorry, finite best word, better word. But like, um, I always kind of feel like it's finite because I'm a communicator. At least I feel like I'm a communicator. So mm -hmm. I would like to be able to communicate before it gets to that point. I start to shut down. Um, I feel like everybody gets defensive when it comes to a person objecting to something that they're saying or how they feel. And I'm very guilty of that too, but I recognize that and I'm like, okay, well, I need to open up, but you can still get me there, you know, um, based on your level, because I'm not about to 
please talk to me, please, please, please talk to me. Because it's like, if you really want to talk to me, you will, um, you know, and then also understanding people's boundaries, you know, people will talk to you when they're ready. Um, However, um, that needs to be, that still needs to be communicated, you know, because when you're learning somebody, you need to communicate your, your, your styles. And that also goes back into knowing yourself, which a lot of people don't. Um, so when I tend to move on, it's because a lot of the things that I, the little to me, I'm not saying that it's a little thing because that's a big thing to a lot of people, but that's like one of those little things that if that's not, if that's not there, it's probably not going to be there because that person isn't willing to want to do that. So then at that point, I'm like, well, you know what, this is, it's over, it's over, I'm moving over on now i do understand you know if a per- if we're mad at each other but i don't stay mad long i feel like you know two to three days you should you should be back on track with talking to each other at least um because i, I don't see myself going yeah. that long talking to somebody right but if it gets to a, a week five weeks three months like, girl i don't found somebody we too you know what i'm saying like <laughs> Girl, like, you know, like it's, but see, see for me, yeah, but see for me, I do not take what somebody else did and put that on someone else because these are totally two different people. What I would do is take an evaluation of myself to figure out, you know, why am I upset in the moment that I'm upset and, you know, try to figure it out. And that's how I communicate. And I'm like, hey, I'm just letting you know. Um, I'm not comparing you to anybody, you know, I'm not never comparing anybody to anybody, but I'm like, Hey, I just want you to know, this is a trigger for me. Yes. Um, so I would just like for you to, you know, just to be aware of it. Um, let's, let's talk about it. You know, um, why did you feel you need to come this way or be this way or whatever? Um, so, you know, we, I, I, I want to have that conversation with somebody, you know, so um, if I can't even do that, then it's over, you know what I'm saying? So moving on, moving on, you know, yeah. um, I have definitely believed in the past to get over is to get under. And Michael Jackson said it best. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, but as I have grown, I have, um, definitely um changed the way i thought about some things so i do feel like maybe there's it's just at this time where enough is nothing i i need to do some more because i feel like a lot of energy gets poured on other people so it's time for me to like just take ownership of my energy and just you know fulfill everything i'm trying to do fuck that put all the energy there um yeah that's that's just where i'm at right now um I do want to so basically yes girl and it because see go and that's why I was like you know what going into that you think so differently when you are 20 and when you are 30, when you are 40, and when you are 50, the way that you think is it, like when I sit there and, and think about the people that I dated, the choices that I made, I'm like, yo, like, why did I do that shit? Like, 
what the fuck? Like, you know, it's a real question for me. But I knew that my my mind my state of mind at that point wasn't fully developed. And I'm still not fully developed today. But um, I also was listening to, um, I don't know if it was a podcast or TED Talk, and they said something that I thought was really, really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So you take a timeline, right? So let's say we look at, what's the day? The 7th? The 7th, yeah. The 7th. So maybe you are a person A and I'm person A. We're both person A, but we're on two different timelines. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. All right. So t- let's say today we decided we want to go start exercising and losing weight or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So, A, I'm, you know, this is timeline one and your timeline two. I decide to just continue doing the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And you decide to actually go in the gym and we, we skip forward to three days. Mm-hmm. Timeline A. I have not gotten any results. I have not changed anything. Timeline B, I probably lost five pounds, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. Now, we are, it's like, it's, it's like a thing of time travel at this point. You have literally changed the course in a matter of three days by making a decision and a choice. Or you could have not made a choice or made a choice not to not make a choice and be on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, so when when I'm looking at 20 and I'm looking at 30 and when I'm looking at going into the future, I'm like, okay, how how do I separate that? Because I don't want to, you know, put too much on me. But if I go back to 20 with the information that I know, I don't know if I would listen. Like, how can I sum up the story of my life? From 20 to 31 in a way that you will fully grasp it without having lived it. So if I went back to 20, I would probably tell myself, I don't know if if it was just that one thing that was told to me that connected it, but I would definitely tell myself to get stronger in your journey. I would definitely say get stronger in your journey or I might find that weed that I had hit that day that life changed and bring it back to me at 20. <laughs> That's what I would do. I need that connection right then. Because I will come back to 30, life would be different. Um, but what I would definitely tell my 40-year-old self, 50-year-old self would be um, that everything happened because of where, where I'm at now. So you're welcome. You know, that's that. <laughs> that's what I would tell myself because I, I know way more. I'm like at this point where I know a lot that can help me ne- help me now because it just takes me changing the timeline then to stay on the same timeline. Because if I'm staying on the same timeline, nothing is going to be different at 40 or 50. But if I change that timeline and do everything that I need to do, that I have jumped in the future. I have, I've, I'm already living in the future right now. Mm-hmm. 34 at, th- at 40 and 50. And when she, when she said that, I don't know, it, it just blew my mind. It just really blew my mind. Like, wow, it really is that simple. We talk about time travel, but we don't realize that we do it. It might take, it might be a slow process, but really has it been slow because I, 
I'm, I'm fucking 31. <laughs> In the blink of an eye, I'm 31. Right, right. Like, I was just fucking 21. Like, I can remember a day at 17. So, like, I literally time traveled. But if, like, could really just set the course faster, you know, just be smarter sooner, I could be somewhere else right now. <laughs> this could be really my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, so I'm going to let you, let you well, when I know my younger self. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my younger self that life is not that hard. Um, I would tell myself to lighten up and to live more because I myself mentally with my thoughts made life harder than it needed to be. Um, I would tell myself to, to put myself first. Um, the only limitations that I've had on myself the only limitations that I had was the ones that I put on myself because I listened to other people. Mm. So I would tell myself to be my own person, to walk in my own truth, be who I always wanted to be. Mm. I give a fuck about other people because it never matters. It, it doesn't matter. It never did. It never will. You know what I mean? Um, if I told myself that, would I actually receive it? I would, I think I would try to, but I think I would still struggle. And so with all of the tools that I have now in learning about self-care, what it looks like, what it means, what it is for me, I would tell my, my old self that these are the things that you should make sure that you're doing on a regular basis. You know what I mean? These things right here are very important to your sanity, to your health, to whatever the case may be. Um, I would tell myself to, I, I would tell myself a lot of shit cause it's a lot. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I would tell myself is that nobody will ever love me the way that I choose to love me. And if I don't make that decision to love me nobody else will ever be able to. Not the way that I want it. If that makes sense. Not no. that, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, my relationship has been freaking amazing. Um, if anybody who's known me being married and even talking about my relationship, I'm sure at least once they've heard me say that I felt like getting married to Jay and being with him has always felt like me experiencing God's unconditional love. Um before I knew how to love myself, somehow he managed to love me in a way that it was like, hey, you know, he's doing this. Why can't you do it for you? You know what I mean? It was just like somehow I learned how to love myself by watching him love on me. I don't even know if that's possible in real life, but somehow it worked out that way for me. You know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, you know, talking to my younger self, I would have liked for myself to have learned how to love myself before getting married, not while being married, because the shit is hard. Like I was, I basically grew up married. You know what I mean? Like I'm 22. 
still trying to learn who I am and figure myself out, dealing with my own childhood bullshit and dealing with somebody else's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I I would definitely, um, I definitely would have told myself to let go of the things that uh, my father said, you know, they, they just really don't have power unless I choose to give them power. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, the biggest thing would have been to have myself live, live more, more carefree, not worried about what others think, not putting limitations on myself because of the things that were spoken over me and to me, because none of that is true. And looking at it now, coming, looking at um, all the things that were said and the people who said things, they're not saying that shit anymore because Mm -hmm. of my life. You know what I mean? So it was just like, it's not that I lived to prove them wrong, but it was just like life happened where I ended up proving them wrong anyway. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would definitely, the biggest thing would tell myself, take care of yourself, love on yourself, because that's really what matters at the end of the day. You know, you that's the fucking really shit ever. And I can't believe it. Like I was sitting here like that's 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 like the cornerstone of it all. Like yeah, it really um, is. It really is. Literally, you're I don't know, like in my twenties, I felt like I was me, but I wasn't giving all of me. Like um yes. mm-hmm. everybody saw the party girl. And that's okay because I like to have fun. I'm a party girl, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But no one ever saw anything else until, you know, recently. And everybody's like, wow, you did a whole 360. And I'm like, not really. I mean, in certain aspects, I did being the fact that I'm out here showing you. But this has always been who I am. I just chose to show you this because that's the person you liked. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Right. Why be someone different? Um, you know, even going back to school, you know, like some weird shit. Like I was called whole. I didn't even lose my virginity till I was seventeen. It's you know. time for bed. Okay, Alexa. Damn, y'all, I'm old. I'm sorry. Yes, I go to bed. That's okay. By the way, when you see the yellow light ring on your device, it means Alexa, you have a quiet. Notification- <laughs> what the? You said I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna say what I gotta say. Listen. Like, okay, did you want to be my podcast? Look, she wouldn't be on the podcast. Like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Run me my kids. I wasn't like, carefree right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, you know, like, that's that's really it. Because if I felt like I loved myself a lot more than I did, there are things that I have dealt with when they've never been something I dealt with. But I was kind of Absolutely. scared to speak up about certain things because yeah. of fear that no one would get me, understand me. And then I end up meeting people that are where I am or not if not in better places and completely understand me and it's like oh wow like okay I just was dealing with the wrong shit yep you know like damn but like let me say this though if I go back and like if if I'm 20 and I come to me the whole fucking fabric of life has changed shifted because you know what I'm saying I'm like I'm gonna listen to this bitch because this bitch is me (laughs) back to tell me some shit about the fucking future that I need to be doing to make the future. I don't know, you know, but um, I will say that I feel like the journey that we're all supposed to live, because even talking to like young younger people, the journey that we're supposed to live, we're all supposed to live it. Like you can't 
rush something um because even in business though you know talking to business owners and people that have you know you got people that have been in business for a year and then you got people that's been in business for five years and you got people who are in business for 10 15 years they even even something as simple as instagram you know um or vine um i saw recently where they were talking about um some of the famous creators the ones that made vine or uh, made instagram popping they were like they were broke they weren't making any money like all of the videos and stuff that they did other people got endorsements off of popping them, you know and so um and they were white people you know so it was kind of like fucked up that you're putting and investing all this money but you know in all honesty for some some things just take time you know um uh, and I know that that's not something we want to hear, even in business, like people yeah. think that if you start a business, you automatically going to hit a million dollars. And that's true, but that might not necessarily be true because one, you are, we're in a day and age where everything on the internet, you know, you don't know if it's a scam or not. And so you right. actually have to invest time in letting people see what you're doing for them to even begin to trust you yep. or to yep. see you as something different than what you might have shown people in the past. So you got to change the narrative constantly by staying in their face, you know, consistency, 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 mm -hmm. and the actual will to actually want to do it. So when I'm talking to people and they're like, oh, I'm like, listen, I'm going to tell you the real fucking deal. Like there are days that I want to just say, I want a job, but I hold on two days and then like, oh, it's like, oh, okay, you know, fuck this job. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't have made this in two days, you know, like at a job. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just about being patient. Um, and, you know, so I would like, you know, even though I would love to change the narrative, there are, there are certain aspects I definitely wouldn't change. There are things that I needed to have experienced to be here. Um, like I'm going to need to, in order to get to 40 and to get to 50. So um i really don't know if there's much that i would say but if i did come back and say something i would believe it now i think about it because you don't i'll be like is this an episode of nick and uh, rick and morty or some shit like what's happening like uh, this universe timelines or whatnot <laughs> um but i do want to thank you for answering my question honestly honestly um i think i have one more video Oh, oh no, I'll, I'll do that video later. Mm. All righty. And so the last question that I want to ask, um, and I'll ch change it. Um, what are the main qualities that kept you together in your relationship? And then for me, what I'm looking for. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Mm -hmm. um, I got I think um, I, we kind of had a conversation about this um, recently, similar, but I know for Jay, one of the biggest things for him is loyalty. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been a loyal person. Like, you know, I've never been one to put his weaknesses on display. You know what I'm saying? Like, he know what I would doubt. Like, I almost got a charge over him <laughs> of like almost fought his roommate for him coming at Jay. Um, he he knows that no matter what, I'm I'm always gonna be here. I'm always gonna have his back, no matter how much I get on his fucking nerves. Um, we've established that we get on each other's nerves, like for real. Um, but for me, um, the main qualities, I think 
he has always been a leader. He's always been a go-getter. He is the complete opposite of me. And um, him being who he is has always been a challenge for me to step out of my being reserved and me uh, stepping out of all of those limits, that box that I put myself in, my little comfort zone, my tiny little corner over here, whatever, him, the, the person that he is, even without him even knowing, he has always challenged me to challenge myself to be better. And so that's one of the biggest things that like I love about him and which always uh, made me keep him around because it's just like, he to me is such a dope person in general. Like he is true to who he is, no matter where he goes, no matter what the setting, he gonna be Jack. Like he that nigga who gonna sit in a restaurant and pull out some weed like it's legal here and start rolling the blood. Who does that? And he doesn't care. You know what I mean? That drives me crazy sometimes, but I love the fact that no matter the situation, he's gonna be who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've always challenged. I've always challenged myself to do because, you know, again, because a lot of things spoken over me and spoken to me, you know, I felt like I had to hide who I was because I felt like I was never good enough. You know what I mean? And so in watching him over the years, I've slowly been getting to that place where I'm just like, yo, I don't fucking care. Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? As long as I accept me and I like me, it doesn't matter how I come off to other people. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I am a great person. I'm genuine. Like, I'm a good fucking friend. Mm-hmm. I got my balls just like everybody else, but I always have something to offer and contribute to anybody um, mm-hmm. who I come across. So therefore, you know what I'm saying? Why do I need to hide or downplay who I am? You know what I mean? So um, that was, that's like, to this day, still one of the biggest things I admire about him. Like, I love that he is going to be himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's still a challenge for me to do that because around certain people, it's just a trust factor. So I'm just like, mm, you probably don't, I don't know if I want to show you that goofy side of me yet. Most people think I'm quiet. I talk a fucking lot. If you actually get me one-on-one, I talk a lot. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you got people that just talk and they ain't really saying nothing. And you got people that's talking and actually saying something. I'd rather have a talker that's saying something than a talker right. that ain't saying nothing because what we got to talk about, but nothing. Right. Right. <laughs> and so my thing is like, you know, just, I'm, I'm that person, like, I love to have the deep conversations, like, I love to get to know somebody beyond the surface, I'm not a small, uh, uh, small talk person, like, don't talk to me about the weather, I don't give a fuck about the weather, it's just another day, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's gonna be hot in the middle of the day, cold at night, like, I, we know that, I, I don't want to talk about that, you know what I mean, um, but I'm trying to think what other qualities, he, he has always been driven, um, like the potential that I saw in him before he actually was driven. Um, I saw the potential because at, at first we had a moment where I'm like, nigga, if you don't get up and do X, Y, and Z, like, why are you playing? So from there, you know, he just took off. But um, he's he's an amazing leader. You know what I mean? Um, he, I, I could just go on all day. There's, there's just a lot of great qualities about him. Um, he has always been respectful towards me. He has always, you know what I'm saying, loved on me, even in my most unlovable moments. 
he still found a way to love me. You know what I mean? And that's where, like I, I said, that that unconditional love came in. You know what I mean? Um, so it's just, you know, the way that I feel. I We've been married 13 years. I still get butterflies. Honestly, we've been together for 17 years. I still get butterflies when I look at him. You know what I'm saying? Or when we talk or hug or kiss or whatever, I still get butterflies. So it's, it's those things where it's like, you know, he keeps our relationship interesting. He's spontaneous. You know what I mean? So it's just like, um, there's some negative shit in there too <laughs> that we working on. <laughs> uh, communication being one of them. We, we've always had a great relationship. Communication has always been good. But I got to a point where it's like, nah, our communication needs to get better because this shit is ridiculous. Like, you know, it's just little stuff that we don't communicate about. You know what I mean? So, um, but I think those are some of the main qualities. He is he is equally invested in this relationship as I am. I could be like, yo, babe, we need to talk about this. <sighs> All right. What we got to talk about? You know what I mean? So it's like, he's always willing. You know, it's not like, yo, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not doing this no more. It's never been that. It's just like, what do we need to do? How can mm-hmm. I be better? You know what I mean? And so him bringing that openness and then willingness to fight for this, like the chick was saying in the video, he has shown me that he's always been willing to fight. He has never thrown in the towel and I haven't. So the fact that we're still equally invested, we can keep going. You know what I mean? So... Mm, I definitely would love to relate. What'd you say? I said, I think that was a lot. <laughs> oh, that was great. Like, I mean, that's very insightful for people who have not experienced that. It gives people something for uh, to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm going to change the question because um, I am married. So, <laughs> uh, but, you know, what are the main qualities that I'm looking for? Um, respect honesty, yes. transparency, um, drive, cleanliness, um, and just oh, yeah. the ability to be open. Um, and when I say that, because uh, I never thought about that until recently, um, if you're closed off, there's no improvement. There is no way this is going to get better. Nothing. Yeah. You need to be open. Because you need to be open to the changes that are going to happen. Like I said in the beginning, you have situations that will arise. And yeah. if you are closed off to even the communication or, you know, whatever, those conversations can't happen. Um, you know, like even going back to the ex's situation. If I'm going to talk to you about your ex or the situation, are you open to hearing where I'm coming from? Yeah. And are you, you know, willing to make the situation better, you know, like um, if that means in, inviting that friend out or having us have a conversation and letting us get to know each other or even cutting that person off, you know, those are, you know, remedies to a situation. You know, if you're like, no, this isn't happening. Okay, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But at least, right. I, you know, I don't like the whole, you know, when you're honest with people, you know, I, I don't know, like, I'm just really honest. Mm-hmm. And to find someone like that is very hard because a lot of people aren't honest. And the reason right. why they're not honest is because they don't even know who they are. So when you go that deep into the psyche, like you don't know who you are. If you, if, 
if you are just getting out of a relationship and you don't think that you need time to heal, that you just want to get back into another relationship, then you might be lying to yourself because now you're going to lie to somebody else about your intentions, even though you might mean it, you just don't really mean it because you really aren't going to do those things. Now you have some people that like has that relationship. I want to be with you. We're going to do what it do. And they actually mean it. You know, they're open to whatever, like, Hey, you're, you're not, you're not this person. You're a new person. You're someone else. I have to learn you. I have to be open to wanting to learn you. And I don't feel like a lot of people are like that. And then you got Instagram, TikTok, and all these people telling people what the perfect relationship is. And like, you know, based on um, something, what, what did I read the other day? Because, you know, I stay online. But they uh, said something about my soulmate being something. And I was like, well, I guess that's my soulmate, <laughs> right? Like, I don't necessarily believe that shit is true. But I'm just like, but that's how some people will look at it. Like, oh, well, I need to be with this type of person. I need to write down this about them. So I'm going to learn them based off of this, this, that, and the other. And instead of like actually getting to know somebody, um, right. I, think, um, I want the honesty to a level of where a person can look past things to get to know me. Like, like, I, of course, I'm going to have walls. Everybody has walls. But are you willing to break through them? Or do you think that it's, you know, whatever? Because the, the walls come down easier when you see a person's effort. Yep. And you see their consistency, you know, the walls come down. It's not hard, but the walls stay up and come up and come down and come back up when you're not consistent mm -hmm. and when the effort isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I definitely, definitely, definitely want someone that is that knows them or has or at least on the journey past not knowing like they need to know like you need to be on this journey you need to be taking this journey like a lot of people will say they're taking this journey but they're really not they're yeah. looking for other people and they're, they're they still haven't gotten i want a person matter of fact let me clean it up i want a person at the accountable phase <laughs> accountability yeah. is a huge a huge thing mm -hmm. yeah like I, I just think that's the biggest thing for me like so it sounds like you you meet someone or you would like to have someone who is introspective to an extent. So what if this person is not introspective? Because I do believe some people can um, handle a bit of accountability. Um, and some of those other characteristics that you mentioned, even honesty, but they don't really have that strong introspect aspect. If that makes, if that does that make sense? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and I'm thinking about that. I hadn't put that in the equation. God damn it, girl! I had the math right. Now you're doing because <laughs> you know not not everybody really has the ability mm -hmm. to go inward. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, they can, you know, if you talk to them, they can they can be open enough to see mm -hmm. themselves like, or see where you're coming from with a situation. Like say, you know, you know this, that you do this, blah, blah, blah. They can be open enough to see, to realize I do do this and mm -hmm. maybe it'll stop there. You know, mm -hmm. meaning that they're not really introspective to the point where they'll be like, well, why do I do this? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? They can see that they do it and you know, they might try to fix it, but may not go deeper as to uprooting 
that type of thing. So what yeah. do you what do you do with that type of person? Well, I mean, I guess maybe we'll back it up and say level of awareness. Okay. Like, you know, because we got individuals. Huh? I said awareness is important. It, it really yeah, is. Situational awareness. Yeah. Because if, like, because, uh, I mean, like, Weird. No, seriously, I think it's weird for a person that doesn't do that. Like, 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 because I'm like, we we're in this age where we're talking about growth so much spiritually. Me, all of this, everything is growing. We're we're in this this place of growth, but no one's actually growing. They're not watering. They're not planting the seed. They're not getting the soil, the pot. They're not. They're not nothing. And then they they then they sit there and say, "Oh, I'm grown. I'm grown. I'm I went through the process, girl." I'm like, "Bitch, what process? <laughs> Please name one." <laughs> you really didn't. You just saying that because I can already see. All of this toxicity coming from you. I can feel all this toxicity coming from you because you're, because see, okay, yes, we're all toxic in our own ways, but the light balances out the dark. The more we're aware, the more we're changing because we give off a different energy versus a person who's not. I'm feeling all this energy from you, boo-boo, and it's not a changed energy. It is a very toxic bulge of sewage that you're putting off. So, you know, like I, I definitely want someone that's situ situationally aware. And the the only thing that like I love and I hate about myself is I can read a motherfucker. I don't like it sometimes. But I had to come to a point in my life where I had to realize that this is true. Like, and not to sound crazy or whatever, the people, Christians, whatever. But like, I literally can read people. Like, I can literally see, like, like I feel like I've moved past another point in my life to where I can literally see a person because I was at this place. Mm -hmm. I recognize this place. <laughs> I know what's going on in this place that you are. So I already know what this, the, the turnout is going to be based on this place. I am rarely, rarely, if ever, surprised. Like, if I let a situation play out, it's, it played out exactly like it was going to play out, like, in my head. And, I'm, and then, it's like, yeah, and it's like, okay, well, did I put that energy in the atmosphere for it to happen? Or did I really see this shit happen? And it happened. Because, like, I... I situational awareness like I'm, I'm recognizing it i'm recognizing it but i'm gonna give you your opportunity maybe there's a lesson you need to, to go through um right. here so maybe you'll learn this lesson but I, I i see it all but maybe you'll prove me wrong maybe you will and i'll have right. a third surprise in my life. i think i've only ever been surprised three times in my life so make it four pregnancy number one pregnancy <laughs> Pregnancy number two, a situation that happened a couple of days ago. And if a motherfucker do something. I've only known about one. When was the second? Well, we could talk about that later. Um, <laughs> I mean, girl, you know, keep it juicy. First one, I think I was 17. Second one, I was 20. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I was mad too because it was about my twenty first birthday, and I'm pregnant. I can't even fucking drink. I said, like, no, 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 no. My birthday, and then we'll talk about that later because I don't want it pro life, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm just looking to be surprised, I guess. Um, But I am taking a step back, and I'm just putting more of my energy into me at this point where it should have been the entire time so see you at 40. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm about to be 36 in a couple of days. Oof. Girl, I mean but you know you can always start going backwards, you know, 35, 34, or you can start back at 21. You look like you look it. Go ahead and do your 20s right this time, bitch. <laughs> No, I actually, I really am owning it. Like, um, I've been able to accomplish a lot. So I'm, I'm really grateful to be living this life, to be getting older, to be maturing. Cause like, I have to tell my son every day, cause he, he gets so worked up when, um, he does something wrong. And I'm just like, Jeremiah, every morning that you wake up just means you got another chance to do it right. You know what I mean? So I look at it like that, like I got a whole nother year that I've been able to live and experience some stuff. I look forward to what's next. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I don't trip too much about the age thing, but it, it really is like I hit 30 and then time just sped the hell up. Like, I swear, I feel like I just was just celebrating my 30th birthday. Like I really mm-hmm. was. Here we are six years later. A whole lot of shit has happened in six years. <laughs> You know, it only takes seven for a little drastic, you know, Yo. drastic life changes to happen. And the sooner yeah. you start, you change every seven years, too. Mm-hmm. That's why our credit report get updated every seven years so shit fall off. Because you a, whole, you a totally different person by then. You have learned <laughs> and you've experienced some stuff. Now I'm not to when my seven-year cycle was. I'm trying to time it. Mm. When am I about to go through this next change? Mm. <laughs> Me too. Like I think I, I think my seven years had to be last year. That had to be. It had to be it. The end. Maybe I don't know. I think I'm within my seven years though. Like mm-hmm. I can't really pinpoint where. Maybe I'm at year three. Maybe hopefully I'm at year three because year four, baby, need to be. You know. So I'm at. I think I'm. I think my last biggest change started in 2018, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So yeah, I I think. Ooh, Lord. Oh Lord! Mm. No, it intensified. It it that change did start for me at 30. That change hit me at 30. Mm. I want to say 28 for me. 28, 29, 30. Yeah, but hold that thought. All righty, ready? Let's get it. Oh, yes, she waited on time. Mm. Mm. But um, I do want to thank you for coming on. And I want to thank you for giving me conversation, like always, into introspective. Yes. You know what I'm saying? As we do. 
And I hope you had fun. I did. I definitely did. I did. I want to do this again. Or we just, we haven't been together lately. We need to get together. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and you can stay on after. But um, I want to go ahead and wrap this up. I want to thank everyone that came out here and visited. If you have not already, please like and subscribe. So whenever a new episode comes, you'll be alerted. Um, like I said, this season and, and going forward, we're going to be diving deep, asking questions like things that you might be asking questions about. Um, if you want to have opportunity to get on and speak, by all means, we would love to have you. Um, it's a fun time. I'm cutting these short because, you know, I have a short attention span. I know we are having fun. <laughs> but um, if you want to join in the conversation or you even have a product that you want to promote or, you know, a business that you want to promote, by all means, I definitely want to have you here to do that. Um, this is us helping each other and telling our truths and not being scared to hold back. So I do want to thank you for joining this episode of Raw, Uncut, and Unfiltered. And you have a great, great night.